Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hello, hello. I'm Kelsey Nixon, and this is Kitchen Prescription, the podcast you listen to when you don't know what to make for dinner. So I did this calculation the other day, and with the exception of three and a half years of my entire adult life, I have spent it cooking out of fairly small kitchens in cities with hot summers. And if you don't know what a galley kitchen is, let me explain this to you. Like a kitchen that almost feels like it's in a miniature hallway. It's tight. So you go in and really, it's not really comfortable for there to be more than one or two people in the kitchen. And you've got your stove and your microwave and whatever on one side, maybe your sink and refrigerator on the other side. And that's it. It's like a hallway kitchen. And the thing about a galley kitchen which I have experienced mostly in apartments that I've lived in, is that things heat up real quick, like really, really quick. And this is especially the case when we lived in New York City and we were (laughs) cooking out of these galley kitchens. It was like such a fixture in my life for a few years that I actually dedicated an entire episode of my cooking channel show, Kelsey's Essentials, to summer slow cooking. Because I wanted to avoid turning my oven on at all costs during those summer months, the months between June and September, I was like, I am using anything I can to make dinner that does not require my oven. And we filmed this episode and it was great. I shared a pulled pork recipe. Like it it was so much fun because your slow cooker really is amazing in how it can cook something and not heat up the kitchen at all. Um, Before we dive into that and kind of talk about some tips and tricks for using that amazing small kitchen appliance during the hottest months of the year, let's share a few recipe ideas for your meal plan this week to make things feel a bit more manageable at dinner time. So first up is a slow cooker recipe. I'm on a slow cooker kick. It's hot here. We're mid 90s. So I'm like pulling out the slow cooker. Um, This is a slow cooker herb chicken with creamy couscous. And this is a recipe club recipe from January. And one of the most common questions I get about recipe club, which is this monthly membership I have to inspire you with new recipe ideas each month, is that let's say you wanted to sign up now, mid-year, you instantly would get access to all of the other recipes that have fallen within the 2022 calendar year. So that means recipes from January, February, March, and so on. It's five to six recipes every month, just enough to inspire you, but not too much to overwhelm you. And this recipe comes from January and I love it. It's a slow cooker herb chicken with creamy couscous. And the thing that's interesting about this recipe is that most, I would say most protein-based recipes you do in the slow cooker, you end up shredding the meat. And that's because the slow cooker is amazing at creating tender meat that shreds really beautifully. But this recipe, you actually keep the chicken whole. And then you finish it 
by adding the couscous actually directly into the crock of the slow cooker and stirring it together. It's really de delicious. It makes it super creamy. And this was such a hit for probably six weeks. And then I just, I forgot about it. I stopped making it. So this is the perfect time to make it again, given that we don't want to turn that oven on. Um, and, and we want some of those nice hearty dishes at the same time. Second recipe, I'm going to have to sacrifice turning my oven on. And it's only because it is my darling son's 10-year-old birthday. He is turning 10, Oliver John. I cannot believe I have been a mother for a decade. But his request for birthday dinner was baked ziti. And I am guessing most of you have made my baked ziti because it is probably my most popular recipe. And that is for good reason. It is so delicious, so yummy. Um, I definitely tend to make it more in the fall and winter months, but there is no reason it can't be enjoyed in the summer, especially when it is requested for a birthday dinner. This is that type of dish that to me, it's better than lasagna and so much easier. Uh, but it's, it's like a two for one in that it's so easy to make, that anytime I make it, I usually double it up, make a double batch and stick one in the freezer to have a, a hearty home cooked dinner just in my back pocket. And it's also my go-to dish anytime I'm taking a meal to someone. So maybe someone's just had a baby or maybe someone just had surgery or someone's just going through a rough chapter. I take them a baked ziti, a bagged Caesar salad mix, a loaf of good bread and a pint of ice cream. That's my, that's my formula for here's a meal. Um, but I'm also so happy to make it to celebrate my son, Ollie. So we will be having baked ziti this week. And then lastly, it couldn't get easier than this. I am making this five ingredient farfalle Caesar salad. And this is one of those recipes I shared um, on five ingredient Friday last week on Instagram. It's so simple, Caesar salad mix, some farfalle or bow tie pasta, and um, some grape tomatoes, and finally some diced pancetta that I crisp up in a saute pan. Gives it almost like a, a bacon crumble effect on top. Um, and you could use bacon as well, but I really loved this diced pancetta that Trader Joe's sells. It's a couple bucks. I think it's like between three and four dollars, but you just toss it in a skillet and it's so yummy. It just is like the perfect salty, rich, yummy topping to salads, pasta dishes, things like that. So I'm adding that on top. It's hearty enough because you add the pasta in there that it can be like a light summer meal. Or sometimes I will serve it alongside a rotisserie chicken or some grilled chicken that we've thrown on the grill. Or, 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 or with pizza. Like on Friday night when we pick up pizza, because we almost always eat pizza on Fridays, I'll make a hearty Caesar salad that I sometimes toss pasta into, and that is a really nice compliment. This is also an amazing dish to take. Maybe you've got a summer barbecue or a potluck or something like that. This farfalle Caesar salad is so delicious. It's so easy. It's so colorful and a huge hit with guests. We've got slow cooker herb chicken with the creamy couscous, which is a recipe club January recipe. We've got the baked ziti and the five ingredient farfalle Caesar salad, all easy. And I can't wait to continue our conversation about this idea of summer slow cooking and how you can utilize this small kitchen appliance to make life a little bit easier 
during these hot, hot months. So there are plenty of reasons to slow cook your way through June, July, and August. We tend to think of the slow cooker as a winter appliance or fall appliance because it is king when it comes to cozy comfort foods, and no one's going to argue with that. But there really are so many benefits to using it during the summer. Some would argue that it's even more useful during the hottest months of the year. So here are a few reasons why I love using my slow cooker in the summer months and why I think you should maybe consider pulling out that appliance. So obviously we've already discussed no more heating up the house, no more heating up the apartment. During the dog days of summer, I am... If I'm not making like a straight up no cook recipe or fulfilling a request for baked ziti for my kid's birthday, I'm genuinely very hesitant turning on the oven. Um, Right now we live in this really cute like bungalow house that's over 100 years old and the kitchen is, it's tight. It is tight. And when that oven gets fired up, the whole house feels it and it feels it for about three hours afterwards. So um, all the more reason to pull up the slow cooker instead of the oven. The other thing I'm going to say, since we're talking about appliances, is a small toaster oven is also an amazing like appliance resource if you don't want to turn on your huge oven. I was resistant to getting one for many years, mostly because I didn't want to sacrifice the countertop space. But if I'm not using my slow cooker in the summer, I'm using that countertop toaster oven for a lot of stuff. So if you, I know that there's some people listening to this podcast that cook out of a small kitchen and you know what I'm talking about. You know what, you people with big kitchens, which I, I have cooked out of a big kitchen. When we lived in Portland, we had a massive kitchen and it was amazing. And I never thought twice about this, but I know there's some of you who this is really hitting home with. A few of my go-to recipes when it comes to the slow cooker are I have a simple slow cooker shredded pork that is inspired by um, the Cafe Rio sweet pork. It's so delicious. It's so simple. It's amazing for salads and burritos and tacos. It's just, it's a good one. Um, I have a shredded barbecue chicken slider that's pretty darn good. Um, that I have recipe for both the Instant Pot and the Slow Cooker because your Instant Pot is also a great resource for this as well. And then this month in Recipe Club, June, I have those crispy carnitas that are so yummy. And there's that great tip in this recipe where if you're going to make a shredded protein like shredded pork or chicken in your slow cooker, I really love that You can, after shredding it, you can transfer it to a sheet tray, pop your oven onto a low broil, and then you lay it out evenly, and then you turn it on, and what happens is you get these crispy bits. I think we talked about this last week, but it's such a brilliant tip because one of the things that I don't love about shredded meat in a slow cooker is that the texture is just the same consistently, and this adds some variance, which is really, really nice. Another thing that's great about the slow cooker is it's easy to transport to potlucks. So when you get invited to your neighbor's backyard barbecue or pool party, it's nice that you can make something in your slow cooker and then just transport it in that. So a couple of ideas, things like baked beans or have a really good creamed corn recipe. 
on my on my site or maybe you are going to do the pulled pork sandwiches or the carnitas um, or the barbecued chicken. All of those things are great and you can cook them straight in your slow cooker, lift that baby out and just take it to your party. It's such a such an easy way to transport. Next, I love this idea of slow cooking once and then eating all week. So slow cookers are awesome for making big batches of food that you can then kind of incorporate in meals throughout the week. So maybe you want to make like a slow cooker Sunday dinner. And it's one of those things I just mentioned, the shredded barbecue chicken, the shredded carnitas, the shredded sweet pork. You could do shredded beef. Oh, I have a great recipe for shredded beef on my site um, for the instant pot. And I use it to make like shredded beef nachos, like which is super fun and great for summer. Um, but it's great because you can make one big protein and then just incorporate it throughout the week. So things like tacos, burritos, nachos. Now we have covered all of Mexican food. Um, grain bowls are, are awesome in that regard. Uh, sandwiches, sliders, the, the list goes on and on. So it's a great thing to think about if you know you want to batch cook a lot of protein. And look, spending less time making dinner um, means that you're going to have more time to spend in the evening sunshine. I also love this idea that dinner can cook while you're at the beach, at the water park, off adventuring. You know, sunny days for us equal beach days. And I like that we don't have to worry about dinner while you're frolicking on the beach and playing in the sand because you know that something has been cooking all day. You can pop it in in the morning, let it do its work throughout the day so that when you come home, not only do you have dinner just a few steps away, but also your house smells delicious and you haven't heated it up. I also think that when you utilize your slow cooker, there's fewer dishes. It's nice because everything's happening in that one vessel. It's like a one pot meal. And when you have fewer dishes to clean, you have more time to really enjoy your family or, you know, popsicles on the porch, whatever it may be. So I like this idea of really thinking about how your slow cooker hits all these different boxes. Not only does it not heat up your kitchen, not only can you batch cook a lot of protein at once, not only can you have your dinner working for you while you're off adventuring, but also at the end of the day, you have fewer dishes. I mean, you just can't beat that. And let's talk about the last thing here where I just think that the slow cooker is actually pretty darn good at making some classic summer foods. It's known for making tender meat which is why we, I swear, we make more pulled pork in the summer than we do any other time. Um, and that can be used for all those things I just mentioned. But then the side dishes like the baked beans and the creamed corn, um, all of those things can be really great as well. So there you have it. My love for the slow cooker during the summer months spelled out for you. A great place to start would be with my crispy carnitas recipe from Recipe Club this month, or even what's on our meal plan this week, the slow cooker herb chicken with the creamy couscous would be awesome. If you're looking for a recipe from my site, take a look at my slow cooker creamed corn or my classic pulled pork. All of those are, are really great options. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening today. Biggest thank you ever to all of you who have left a review. It means the world to me. It makes such a difference. It helps other people who are looking for resources when it comes to dinner ideas to find the show. 
whether you share an Apple podcast review or you share on social and an Instagram story or Instagram post, I cannot emphasize enough how much it means to me. So thank you a million times over. I hope you have a wonderful week and I can't wait to chat with you next week.